Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ninjas, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Garrett and Matt are here. And I know last time I was fired up about a few things. Today, Garrett is fired up about a few things. Or it could just be the adrenaline and caffeine that's pumping through his veins because he's got a fun day ahead of him. I'm a little jealous. Before we dive in, guys, do check out our Facebook community over on facebook.com slash groups slash The Ninja Selling Podcast. Over 8,000 people in there. We are going to start doing some more things inside that group, like hosting our little happy hour that we did recently, which hopefully was a success because we're recording this before that happens, but this is being released after that happens. So it was a success. It was amazing. All the questions we got from everyone, it was so fun. Thank you, everybody, for coming. We also have, uh, there's little badges in there. You'll see people who are group experts, quote unquote, who are posting. Those are ninja coaches. So if you see comments and posts from those people, those are people who are coaches and they're experts. So there you go. To the main event, Garrett, you brought this up this morning and I think it's a great topic talking about the buyers that are going away in this market. The market's shifting, Matt. The market's shifting. My favorite phrase, pivot got overused a couple of years ago. Be ready for market shifting being overused. Well, a while back, remember with the economy, Matt, it's going to be a a V. It's going to be a V bounce back. No, it's going to be a W. The economy is going to do this. It's going to be a W response to the market. Do you remember all that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember all that. All the overused terms and readjusting of like, no, 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 not a check mark anymore. Now it's a W. Okay, sorry. No, th- this is great. So Garrett, obviously this stuff is getting you getting you riled up and because people are like, oh, demand's going away. Buyers are going away. But you brought up a great point about all this. So I'm just going to toss this over to you and let you start this because this is going to help, I think, reset the mindset of, a, of some people out there who are going, oh, market shift. Here's my, my picture that I have in my head. And I hope this makes sense to everybody that's out there that's listening to this. All right. So if anybody has been to an auction before, you have a room full of people, and I'm talking about like a nice dinner auction. You know, everybody goes, charity kind of event. You all got your little paper paddles. And there's items that could put up in front of everybody. Well, if we look at the marketplace we just came out of, what we've been in, it's kind of like that environment. And I'm talking about specifically the buyers in the room, the people that are buying whatever's standing in front of them. And there's always people in the room that have no intention of buying or have no ability of paying the amount that these items are going to go for, but they're so excited that they're at an auction. I'm like, I got my paddle, they're having dinner, we've had a couple of drinks, like, this is fun, like, let's do this. And like, all of a sudden that item comes up and let's just say it's a uh, four night stay at a, a chalet in Vail, Colorado. Ooh. And they're like, Opening bid, $500. I'll do it. I'm in. And they hold their paddle up with a big grin on their face. This thing ain't going for $500, just so we know. And there's another person, I'll pay six. And they throw their paddle up. And there's another person, I'll pay seven. And then all of a sudden, someone goes, I'll pay five grand. And all of a sudden, the other people go, oh, that's dumb. I'm out. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not raising my paddle anymore. And there's always that person you could tell the cusp right when they get there because they want to pay a lot of money. Let's say they threw up a bid of $3,000 and the other person throws up five and they go, oh, thank God. Then the players come in. Then all of a sudden, these paddles that you didn't see before are all of a sudden going up. They're like, all right, now we're down to business. 
Yes. Okay. So now let's set that analogy off to the side for a second. Let's talk about the marketplace we're currently in. And we have a lot of people that are going like, oh, the market is shifting. It's changing. We don't have as many offers coming in. And the reality is back at the dinner auction, those were the top players that were making that item go for that amount. They were probably going to make it go for that amount no matter what. But it's fun because everybody gets to participate. There are some things that have changed in our marketplace that have basically sent all the initial people throwing their paddle up. It has just sent them home is what it's done. They've all gone like, you're not coming to the dinner tonight. You're not going to play in this game. Go home. And what we're left with is the people that would have bid it up, would have made it go to that amount no matter what. And those are the players that are left in the game right now. So really, has the marketplace shifted or changed, or is it just cleaned out the people that were never really going to buy to begin with? Because we've all seen them. We've, we've dealt with them for the past couple of years where you as buyer's agents have been calling me and saying, Garrett, how can I get them to pay a little bit more? How can I get them to see that if they just push their prices up a little bit farther, if they just weigh their contingencies, if they just drop their appraisal, they could be successful. They're never going to do it. They were the early paddle people that were never going to buy to begin with. So if we just acknowledge that all of them have gone home and really what we're dealing with is people that still really need to buy or sell, we actually have the same marketplace with less headache and less moving parts. It's actually really great. Oh, man. I agree, obviously. Uh, well, maybe it's not obvious, but I will say a lot of my conversations more frequently have been filled with, what do I do with the buyer? Like, How do I tell this buyer that their criteria and their price point just, it doesn't work? You know, We're out there looking, but what they want doesn't exist. And I said, well, tell them that and show them that. Like, yeah, but what if that property comes on the market? I said, well, when's the last time that property has come on the market? They're like, well, a couple of years ago. I said, okay, show them that. So Matt, so all those people that have been dragging along buyers going, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, but they really should have said, go away. This is not your marketplace to play in. The market just did it for them. It raised the interest rate up a little bit and they're like, oh crap, I'm out too steep for me. And it's like, oh gosh, I have all these buyers that I'm losing right now. Don't worry, you're not losing buyers. And that is like the whole thing too. It's like, it's not like they're going and writing contracts with somebody else. So they're still in your database. And when they're ready to step up and play, you're still there to, to help them out and run your process. And it is a really good thing, quote unquote, that we can clean out a little bit I do feel bad for the buyers that were serious and are now getting priced out of certain areas. And that's a challenge. And your job as a realtor is to help them readjust to see if they want to shift their thinking and shift their search, whether they want to do a different area, whether their criteria has changed, or maybe they want to figure out a way to make their current home work for them for the time being. And then, hey, what's your plan? Because I think this whole market shift, quote unquote, which I don't like that phrase. You had mentioned this too, Garrett, before we recorded, is that typically when you think of market shift, the mindset behind that is, oh, we're about to go the other direction. And I haven't personally seen anything, read anything, or experienced indications that appreciation is going to turn to depreciation. People saying, well, I see people reducing list prices. Okay. Yeah. Reducing a list price from the highest price that they ever thought they'd ever have to a price that's still more than they would have gotten last year. 
that's still appreciation overall. And now I could be wrong. Totally could be wrong. All the economists could be wrong. That is possible. I'm not saying this is impossible, but when you start telling people there's a market shift, you are putting a mindset in there that it's okay to stop because in a year you might get a better deal. Don't tell people that. That term shift, it naturally, when realtors are using it in the in the world, what happens is, is the consumers out there go, oh, we are making that shift from a seller's market to a buyer's market. You need very, very, very careful with what you're educating your people on. And it's just the word. Most people, Matt, realize that it's not going to make this drastic pendulum swing to this point of all of a sudden having 34 months of inventory and we're just not going there. Yeah. I, I don't see going from two days on the market to sometimes two weeks, which is a big change. That's not, to me, an indication of a market shift, so to speak, particularly when these are a lot of times one-off. Now, I, I've been hearing from a lot of people that buyers are dropping out, that they're seeing these things, which is great. Those are small changes, in my opinion. And by the way, when we talk about market shift, usually we're then saying, oh, the market was quote, stable for a period of time. Garrett, I don't recall a time in the past many years where there was what we would consider stability in the market. So hasn't the market just been changing constantly in the past several years? People will say things like, oh, gosh, if we could just get back to like a normal marketplace. You know, it would just be nice if things were a little bit more normal. I've been working in the real estate business personally myself since like, I don't know, 2003, 2002. I've been involved in real estate because of my dad and just sitting in the back of CRS classrooms since I was like a child and watching the marketplace trends and seeing marketplace trends and watching realtors go through these trends and what's being taught. There has never been a normal market. There is no such thing as normal. There's a real estate market, which is about as normal as it's going to get, is the normal part is we help people buy and sell homes. That's the normal part. And then all the other factors that come in around is the ever-going, changing environment that we're working with that you just need to adapt to. And sometimes we're going to need to adapt to doing short sales, and sometimes we're going to need to adapt to doing expired listings, and sometimes we're going to need to adapt to huge inflation. And sometimes we're going to need to adapt to really high interest rates. And it's always an adaption of people that still need to buy or sell homes. They just need your help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going back here and looking at data from Charleston Market, which is where I'm located, for those of you who don't know. And I mean, yes, there are big changes. There's appreciation changes. There's things like that that happen. But all the patterns look very similar, right? And each year, there are weird spots where there's a week or two of a spike or a decline. And here's the thing too, and this is why this happens in real estate. Real estate is not a commodity market. We treat it like a commodity market because that's how we can create good data trends, which I get. But every single piece of property is unique, even in a condo building. You know, 34F, is different than 35F, which is different than 33F. Yes, same layout, same finishes, but one's eight feet higher than the other. And that can make a big difference. One, you can see over a tree and you can see the ocean. The other one, you're looking into branches and birds. So because of that, there are certain things within the marketplace that indicate or can make data seem wonky, right? So we've been experiencing this uh, low standing inventory for a long period of time, which means there's just been a lot of 
non-cream puffs on the market. And so when that happens, you could see a shift in, in what seems like demand because demand's only measured by contracts versus the actual people out there who want to buy and sell. And now we're getting rid of some of those people who never really wanted to buy and sell anyway. So just take the data with a grain of salt. The way I look at this, Karen, is like the one thing that doesn't change is your processes. What doesn't change is how you qualify your buyers and sellers. What doesn't change is how you set expectations so that you can help people succeed. That's what should be stable. And people want to like, oh, I got to change my strategy because the market's shifting. No, you don't. I'm stuck on the non-cream puff. I'm wondering if we can actually use that in a dialogue when we're working with people. Because we've talked about before, like, oh, well, what you have here is a cream puff. Like we've used that dialogue in Ninja. We have the perfect marketplace for your non-cream puff to succeed. Well, I will say this too, right? We tend to see a lot of, about what's happening in major markets, right? Cities, LA, New York, DC, Seattle, right? And there's a lot of really good pros there. What I'm also noticing is in lesser known marketplaces, there is some, I don't know if laziness is the right word, but because the market has been so hot for sellers, I was looking at a marketplace the other day and zero of the listings had professional photography. And these aren't cheap homes. We're talking 500, dollars $700,000 properties with like pictures of the chandelier as the primary photo. Gosh, if you want an opportunity to stand out in your little marketplace, spend a little bit of extra money, become somebody who's providing the highest quality results. What we know is, and we've watched this in these higher ed marketplaces, that little bit of extra time to spend a little bit more money in a marketplace where buyers are falling out of the sky, by the way, this is not about finding a buyer. It's not about somebody going like, oh my gosh, this house is beautiful. I can't believe I noticed it. They're going to see it. That's not the problem. The difference in them going like, I am willing to step up and pay more for it. The amount of money being left on the table for the client by people not going like, oh my gosh, like this thing is beautiful. And all it was was you had professional photography done. Like that's the shame of what's being missed out there. Oh yeah. Because you talk about the mindset or we talk about mindset of the clients, which can also impact changes in the market. So if you have a buyer demographic that assumes they need to pay over asking for properties because that's what everybody tells them. If they have a really good ninja, they might be able to find properties for less than asking. Which also, that mindset makes it hard as a listing agent to price a property because now if we're going and hitting the top end, the buyer pool things that we need to pay over asking, then if you're not marketing it the right way and you're not using quality photography, those buyers are going like, well, I got to pay over asking. I'm not sure that's what I want to do. So I'm going to move on to the next house and magnet ball you know, continues, which we've talked about before, which is basically how this marketplace is operating. New listing, all the buyers go. Or they go, mm, not that one. I got to go to this one because it looks better. And then they forget about the other one. They just assume it went away. Now, savvy buyers with savvy agents, they're able to handle that and get good deals. But for the most part, we're also dealing with, when we look at market shifts, uh, we're aggregating the entire realtor community, which we know that a very small percentage of the realtor community are ninjas. I'm very proud of our stats. I'm very proud of the listenership that we have on this podcast. Thanks to all of you who are listening. You are an extremely small segment of the over 1.5 million realtors that are out there. So when you look at these grand stats and we start to incorporate everyone, that's the entire market for you guys, ninjas. Man, opportunity, right? This is where you get a shine by 
going against the grain a little bit. And and so when people are like, oh, how do we handle this market shift? I said, don't worry about it. I have a process that works no matter what the market is. That's what you need to be talking to your clients about. You don't need a special dialogue to talk to them about, oh, how we can handle this changing market. The dialogue is, I have a process that works in any market and we're going to help you get to where you want to be on time. We're going to get you to the life that you want when you want to have it. And I think that, you know, Matt, and you've seen this too, the people that we get a chance to work with right now, and, it, and I mean, some of you could say it's coaching, but some of you can just say is the, the processes they have in place that they're putting in, the systems that we know that work. What's interesting right now is anytime that there is an adjustment like this, where all of a sudden the homeowners out there are going, oh my gosh, people aren't receiving 15 offers anymore. They're receiving two offers right now, which by the way, is still awesome. Because really, it's two offers in a 24-hour time period is what we're seeing for a lot. It's not like things are sitting on the market and we're accumulating huge days on market. But that little adjustment that makes people go, there's a shift happening, makes people search for trusted advisors, makes people, again, just like at the beginning of the pandemic, reach out to the people they know, like, and trust and say, oh my gosh, we need to sell. Who do you know who's an expert? Because we need help. We got to go. And all of a sudden, the referrals are kicking up. What I'm watching with most people right now, and I'm hoping we're going to bring somebody on as an interview here coming up soon, is that in that world, we don't need a whole lot of people. And the referrals right now are going through the roof. The ones that I'm watching that are really implementing a ninja business right now, usually we say it's like, you know, it's like a two to one ratio. We should have two referrals for every one transaction we have that's a past client or a repeat client. Get it. We see that. Those numbers are way higher right now, Matt. I am watching people who are like, my majority of my business I closed this year is referrals. The majority of what I'm doing is coming from somebody saying, hey, you got to use this guy or use this gal. It's really interesting time right now, but the trusted advisor thing is going to be needed even more so going forward. And those people are going to shine. They really are. So if there's any market shift, if there's any shift that we should be paying attention to, it is the shift that's been happening for a long time, which is the shift towards value. And every market always shifts towards value. If you're the one that provides value, if you show value, and I'm not, we don't have the end-all answers for value in every single market. But if you look for that and you provide that, you're going to win and your clients are going to win, most importantly. So focus on that. Let me throw this out just for fun, Matt. There's a lot of people out there that are always concerned. I mean, we've been talking about this for years about like, well, what if computers take over real estate? What if like all these you know, algorithms and things all of a sudden say, hey, we don't need realtors anymore because we can handle this without them. We've got computers that'll do that. And we'll just, you know, buying houses with mouses, that kind of stuff. The change in this marketplace, these shifts that are happening right now, this is the stuff that makes you valuable. Yeah. This is the stuff that makes the human element of being able to see what's happening and these things that, as we say, there's never been a normal market that they can build an algorithm off of and go, oh, this is the way it always works. These are the pieces and this is the way it's going to just happen every single time. These adjustments in the marketplace are beautiful for job security for all of you out there, but you need to be able to adapt. Otherwise, you're no better than an old computer algorithm that was running last year or the year before that that seemed to work in that marketplace. You need to adjust. You need to see the changes that are going on. And you need to realize that people need your help to get from point A to point B. But there's a, a lot of value in being able to adjust instead of just rolling with it. Yeah. And I think this highlights what we kind of ended on last time, which is if your target market is everyone, you're 
going to serve no one essentially. And which is a hard thing in real estate because I've said this before and I have to rephrase how I say this going forward. And I have, but this is said a lot in the real estate industry, right? Everyone's a potential customer, which is true because everybody needs a roof over their head. And I've said that and I, and I verify that. Absolutely. The problem is if you try to target everyone, man, you're going to spread yourself way too far and wide. That's what's causing a lot of the burnout that we're seeing right now, Matt, is everybody's trying to serve everybody. I got somebody who wants to buy a house. Got somebody who wants to buy a house. Now we have this pool of buyers that we don't know who's real, who's not. So be thankful that some of them are going away and use this opportunity to figure out who's the target customer that you want to have. Doesn't mean that you're only going to work with those people, by the way. What it means is you are going to tailor your experience, your auto flow and marketing to serve that type of customer. And you'll get a lot of other things too, but then you're focused. You have a process, you have a system, and you can repeat that. And if some people don't want to be involved with that, not a problem. There is an abundance of opportunity. And that's another thing. Market shift. Oh my goodness. Scarcity. Stop that. Abundance. Always. What is your saying? I have it all messed up in my head right now. When your target audience is nobody. If you're trying to market to everyone, you'll end up serving no one. I said it differently on the last episode. We'll have to listen to the podcast, Matt. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so I think it's a really important point. You know, one of the topics that keeps coming around is burnout. You know, We have these changes and shifts that are going on. We have these people that are what we know is leaning into value that the realtors are bringing to the table, the higher level of value. Your referrals are off the charts right now, at least the interpreted value. You know, it reminds me if you look at like, I'm thinking of like restaurants right now. We went out to Mexican food the other night and I was laughing because it wasn't the best Mexican food. My friend likes it. So we go there. But I was laughing because down the page, there was this huge amount of American food that they had. They had cheeseburgers, they had hot dogs, they had grilled cheese, they had all these things. And I was laughing when I sat down. I said, I'm going to have the grilled cheese or I said, I'm going to have a cheeseburger or something like that. And the whole table looked at me like the record had scratched. Like, you're doing what? We came here for dinner and you're going to have a cheeseburger? Well, you're like, clearly the Mexican food must not be that good if a cheeseburger is on the menu. Well, so then you change that model and you look at this little mom and pop Mexican restaurant that is 45 minutes south of us down the road here that we make sure we stop at every single time we drive through this little town. And they put a little awning on the front. They're making tacos right there in front of you. And that's all they serve. Amazing tacos. Their overhead is extremely low. They know exactly who their customers are. We make tacos. We make them amazing. And if I was to go there and be like, do you guys have a cheeseburger? They'd be like, what are you doing here? Like, this is not who we are. But I think that that allows them to run a very lean and they're making good money. Like they are making great money. There's a line out the parking lot when you go there. The tables are all filled. It's in a dirt parking lot with picnic benches set up. Know who your customers are. Know who you're marketing to. Know what your business strategy is. And I know we shifted over to burnout here a little bit. I think it's a problem that a lot of realtors need to look at right now is, am I clear about who my customer really is? Am I clear about who I'm working with? I have people right now that are going like, well, I'm doing some of my ninja systems, but I think I'm going to try expireds again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push towards expires. I had literally had to like reach through the phone and slap somebody the other day going, what are you talking about? This is a stuff that makes people burn out, get frazzled and fried because they just don't really know what their plan is. 
I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, Matt, but well, bringing it back to how this started with the buyers that were never really buyers or maybe couldn't be buyers are the ones that are basically raising their hands and saying, I'm done. And so don't let that be an indication that there's going to be a problem, quote unquote, coming because that's the energy that I get when people talk to me about market shifts. Use this as an opportunity to really understand who your buyers really are, who the buyers out there in the marketplace really are, and get focused on that. I want to add in one, this last piece, which is the really successful buyers agents that we saw over the last two years, like the ones that were like crushing it and making it work, they were clearing out these people that the marketplace is clearing out because of their processes and strategies they had. They weren't working with them. Everybody goes, how are you handling working with buyers right now? They're doing what the marketplace just did for us. They were cleaning out all the people that should not have been playing the game to begin with. The market's just done it now. With, again, and that's where I want everybody to acknowledge is that the numbers are still supporting it. The actual transactions that are going through in most marketplaces are not dropping. There might be a little kick up of inventory here a little bit. We're seeing a little bit of that. But for the most part, like the pace of this marketplace is running just the same. We're not seeing days on market accumulate. There's still a really powerful market. So, all right, Matt. There it is. Thanks for letting us run with this topic today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for bringing this to the table. I mean, this is a good one. These are the things and this will still be relevant in, when this episode comes out. And I hear from some of our listeners sometimes that they're they're like, oh man, I feel like this was properly timed. We get these ideas from y'all. So thank you for being in our world and sharing your experiences so that we have an opportunity to talk about things that you can then take and hopefully help implement into your business that make things better. So I appreciate every single one of you who is out there listening. If you do have feedback for us, do send it our way. We look at everything that you guys send to us. So I appreciate that. Garrett, final words? Oh, I will just say thank you to everybody. I appreciate you all so much. Yeah, a lot of our topics come out of the people we coach. I mean, for me, that's where... Uh, Matt, I'm not sure how many people you're coaching right now. I'm at about 35. And so you get to talk to 35 different realtors all over the United States on a you know every two-week period. You get to see in the marketplaces in an interesting way. And you can see patterns and trends that are happening. That's for me, that's where a lot of these topics come from is just what I'm seeing in real time right now. Uh, if you want to know more about the coaching program, go to Ninja Coaching or actually go to ninjaselling.com. We have our coaching tab on there. You'll find us. You'll see all of our coaches. You can learn more about us. If you want to talk to a coach, and see what this is all about. You're more than welcome to. It's a little button that says get started right now. Don't worry. You don't have to sign up for anything. It really just will help you connect with us and we'll answer all your questions about where you're at, where you want to go, what it looks like. If you want to know more about an installation and the four-day class that Ninja Selling teaches, go to ninjaselling.com. You can look there about learning about the system. You'll see all the upcoming classes. And again, there are new classes being offered all the time. We're actually working with somebody right now, seeing if we can get a class together that'll be an open class. So you'll probably hear more about that as we move down this path. And again, Matt, thank you. Thanks, everybody. I think I'm good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. You have a wonderful day and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day. 